Hey guys, welcome to Rage Talk, my weekly show where I sit here at home, drink caffeine, hang out with Jack, talk about random things. Today we are chatting through sex education, the fact that I cannot hear in restaurants and I feel like the oldest woman alive and also my boyfriend is the biggest nerd ever and I have to tell you the story and I love him and he's so precious but he's so lame. Hello, it's time, we're back. We don't know what we're wearing because we just are at the last shoot of this day and we're also speaking in plural now. I'm referring to myself as we. We just ran in the bedroom and put something together. So this is what we're going with. It's a little bit, what was that cartoon that wears the hat? Deputy, wasn't there like a dog that wore like, he was like a Canadian Mountie? Alexa. What's the cartoon that was a dog that was a Canadian Mountie? Klondike cat? Yeah. She's not wrong. But wasn't there one who wore a hat like this? Well, it looks like something. That was like, what a dumb segue. You know what it is? It's, um, what's that music producer slash singer who wore the giant hat to the thing? Cause Pharrell, it's Pharrell. But Pharrell is always and forever going to be cooler than I am. Um, I really just wanted to wear a hat. What an intro. What an intro. Where is the Oscar? Where is the Golden Globe? Where are the awards for this show that's already so interesting? What are we talking about today, Jack? Can you tell the difference without my happy saffron, though? I'm not saying my energy's not there. But I'm saying that my energy, the last shoot, was like... Boom, over the top, we're going, we're here, we're part of this. I was telling Jack I ran out of the supplement called Happy Saffron, this is not an ad. But when I did my work with Dr. Amen, he's been on the podcast a couple of times, you can watch him on YouTube. I did my work with Dr. Amen and he had me try the supplement that he had, it's his supplement, but it's saffron, zinc, and like curcumin or something. Nothing crazy or wild, but it's called Happy Saffron, I swear. This supplement, it just makes you have a great day. And I usually take it when I'm PMSing or on my period, it just helps with my moods a bit. And I ran out. The new shipment is supposed to come tonight at 7 p.m. And I not that I'm tracking it or anything, because I need it. I need it because on Saturday, we start spring break. Wait a minute, is she going for spring vacation or is she going for spring break? <laughs> and I am taking my kids to Hawaii by myself for a week, spring break. Spring break, All the things, all the kids doing it, living it, being it. I'm gonna need a little mood elevation. I don't wanna go on spring break and, you know, be like, oh, is it happy hour? It's 11 a.m., calm down, Rach. Spring break, woohoo. I notice, I'm noticing such a difference. This is not an ad, nobody paid me to say that, but I really do think it's great. Jack takes it too, because I talked about it so much that he he takes it too. Why am I rubbing my wrist? Because when I went to the trampoline park with Noah, I tried to impress her by doing a front flip with no hands. I wish that I had footage of the total decimation to my spirit and my soul as a reaction of doing one front flip on a trampoline. And when I landed, I landed badly. 
on the old wristy poo. So I've been trying to get it back in working order. Also, remember I told you guys a couple weeks ago about how dramatic I get when I hurt myself? I mean, I just, I wept. Boo was with us at the trampoline park. And probably the reason I'm so dramatic is because of the just absolute tenderness that he shows me like a little baby, like, oh baby, like we're that annoying couple. We don't do it in front of you, so don't be grossed out. But like, I really cherish it. It's almost like I didn't get love and attention from my parents as a child. So last weekend was one of my best girlfriend's birthdays and Boo and I flew to Los Angeles from Austin for one night. It was one night only like dream girls to have dinner with her and the other girls. And I don't know if you guys have ever done this. I feel like I don't, boys don't do this in my, I don't think you do this, but girls, we do this. I fly from another state. I show up at the bar. My best girlfriend, Rosie, we are wearing the exact same outfit. I mean, not like the same, but there's photo evidence of it. The same thing, the jacket, the white shirt, the jeans with the exact boyfriend jeans with holes in them, the same shoes. It's so ridiculous. And I was like, this is how you know it's real. This is how you know the love is pure and real is when you show up. Part of it too is that Rosie dresses me for a lot of things. <laughs> so I definitely had in my head, I gotta come correct. I can't roll into Rosie's party. I had to really think about what she would approve of me wearing. I put it together, end up, I guess I picked correctly because she's wearing the exact same outfit. Also, I'm old. And you know how I know I'm old? I cannot hear in restaurants anymore. I can't hear. I don't get it. I feel like I am living in crazy town. Why are these restaurants so loud? We went, we had a team meeting. One of my favorite places in Austin is this great place on South Congress called Cafe No Say. Like so good, good for brunch, good for meetings. If you roll in there at some point, you'll probably see me and the team having a meeting. We go over there. I sit down, I get there a little bit before the kids and I have my coffee and I'm just, you know, thinking and setting intentions. And I'm already like, I'm not gonna be able to hear these kids talk. I, I can, could you hear there? Okay, it wasn't just me. Cause they have the music, but then everyone's so loud. I don't understand. So they come in, they sit down with me. I said, y'all, we are just having brunch. We are not trying to have a team meeting right now. Cause if you try and talk to me about our goals for podcasts or what Jack's editing, I'm not gonna be able to hear you. So we literally had a brunch, which was really nice actually. We all just caught up, how's your life? What's happening in your world? And then afterwards we went to a quieter location so we could have a real meeting. Um, but I can't hear. So at Rosie's birthday dinner, I woke up like I had tonsillitis, like I needed to have my throat removed. I had screamed for three hours. Why is it so loud? Where are the restaurants where you can have a conversation? In fact, when Boo and I go on dates, you know how you can like be on Open Table or Resi or whatever? Because everywhere you have to have a reservation now. I don't know what it's like in your town, but in Austin, Texas, in LA, in New York, like the places I go often, 
the days when you could walk into a restaurant and be like, do you have a table for two? Could we sit at the bar? That's gone. That's done. I'm trying to think of a movie where there's like a really mean receptionist in like Beverly Hills and someone walks in thinking that they're gonna just like walk in and have, that's what they act like when you walk in, they're like, do you have a reservation? No, okay, well it's three and a half months before you can get a table here. And it's literally like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. What? What is this world we're living inside of? So I don't know how to get a table and I also don't understand where I can hear. But when I do make a reservation on one of those apps, every single time I write in the box, like, do you have any comments, anything we should know? I'm like, yes, I'm allergic to walnuts and also please stick us somewhere where we can hear. We are old. Put us by, put us in a, in a storage closet. Put us somewhere we can hear each other talk. I am not trying to be here for the ambient music. Maybe I need to start putting like cotton balls in my ears, maybe. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where I'm supposed to go, but I can't hear. Jeffrey just tried to chase a bird. <laughs> that bird is not doing anything to you, Jeffrey. My house is like a sanctuary for birds, uh, literally. You can't see on every tree in my backyard and the front, there's, bird feeders everywhere because Boo loves birds. <laughs> loves them. I thought I liked birds. This man loves them. Have I ever told you about his... He's got cameras. You would think this man's a paparazzi. He's got like a telephoto, more than one. What's that photo, telephoto lens for? The Cardinals. Blue Jays. You never have met a human in your life that gets as excited as a, a, a bird right? Any bird just fluttering by. He has an app on his phone. He didn't share this with me right away, okay? <laughs> this was not revealed on the first date. This was revealed about three months ago. So nine months into our relationship, I discover this man has an app on his phone called Chirpomatic. What's that, Jack? Oh, if you're just sitting in the backyard, perhaps, and you hear a chirp, but you're not sure which bird it comes from, you just hold it up. And then it's like, that's a Western Blue Jay. Like he has this thing. I don't know what this is called, but it's like where you spot birds. And it's like, so if you were here and he'd be like, oh my God, that's a blue crested Oriole or something. Those should not be in this part of the, of the country this time of year. And he'll like, he would always go on this app and I thought he was going on there so he could like look, just like see or something. No, no, it's like a, Imagine like a Facebook, but just for people who follow birds. And he's got like 150 entries. Like he's seen these, because he travels all over the world. So he'll be like, oh, I saw a purple fluted macaw in Milwaukee. I had no idea, okay? This is the beautiful cherub that I am in love with. So all over the, the all over the yard, there's just bird, 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 bird. <laughs> all the bird feeders, lots of pictures, lots of moments, what's chirping, what's happening. Jeffrey just tried to chase off a cardinal, which is what reminded me that yesterday we're having happy hour on the back patio and you know, there's all sorts of birds. It's spring and um, the birds are coming out. It's really exciting. <sighs> I shouldn't even tell the story. It's really upsetting. 
we're sitting back there and there were blue jays, scrub jays specifically, a scrub jay, if I'm saying this right. This is actually something I know from my dad, not from Boo. Yeah, a scrub jay is, it's a lot bigger than the other birds. And so there were a pair of scrub jays, they were in the backyard, they were getting worms. And then all here we have wrens and cardinals and there's like two people who like birds too, who are like pumped about all the birds we have in our backyard. And a titmouse, have you ever seen a titmouse? They're so cute. So we have all these birds that are feeding and then a blue jay flies down. A, a scrub jay, it's a lot bigger than the little birds that are feeding. And so I think they thought it was a bird of price. They thought it was a hawk or they thought it was something. And all of these birds, there's probably 50 birds in the backyard, they all flee. I don't want no and they're just like, in a moment of panic, they flee. And a cardinal, a, a female cardinal, in her fight or flight panic, flies as fast as she can into the window. And it was like the worst, cause it was just, she's dead. And he's like so sad. And I'm crying cause I've just witnessed this bird die. And also because I'm me, I'm like, what does this mean? Why did we see this? Like this cycle of life. And then also like I'm crying about this cardinal and he goes and picks it up and he's just like so sad for this bird. We're such losers. This is why we can't hear because we shouldn't be out in public. And then like two seconds later, like all the other birds were back. And I was like, what does this mean? Like this poor thing panicked and in her panic, died and then it didn't even matter and i know that this sounds like so stupid because i feel like only i would be lame enough to try and find meaning in this moment but it made me so sad and when things make me sad i have to find meaning in them and i thought there is a lesson in this moment right that this in her panic she did something that made it so much worse than it actually was and if she had just hesitated even a moment if she had taken a breath and I know she's a bird like she's not wired to slow down and take a breath and see what's really going on but we are we have a higher consciousness we have a higher train of thought and I think that sometimes when we're in a panic state or when an anxious state or when we've been inside of a pandemic for two years and now we're watching war and atrocities and all of these things, it's very easy to exist in this state where you're constantly in fight or flight, where your nervous system is wired to move and to jump and to react instead of to slow down and see what's really going on. So that is what I took away from that yesterday beyond it being very sad was just this reminder to slow down and see what is actually going on. Because if she had slowed down, if you slow down, I think you will find that it's never as bad as you think that it is. Boo. Come on. I just told the story about the cardinal. Oh, I know. No, I didn't cry this time. Did I tell you about having to wash Jeffrey's butt in the sink? <laughs> My ongoing saga, I don't have four kids. I have five kids and this is one of them, except it's like raising a 90 year old man who doesn't like you. It was just a random morning. I went to let him out 
And it just so happened he came back inside and I realized he's got poop all over his butt. Okay, sometimes it just doesn't come out all the way and it, you know, and then you're like trying to help, you ever had to try and help a dog get, you know what, like the things we do for these creatures, he's got poop all over his butt and it's like messy and half my furniture's white or cream colored and I'm not about to let this dog go put his butt, cause he's allowed on all the furniture, he's gonna go put his dirty butt on my sofa. Boo isn't uh, like around, the kids were at school and Boo was like, I don't know, he was doing something and he wasn't like with me. So I was by myself and I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna get his, <laughs> I'm gonna get like a wet paper towel and I'm gonna do some scrubbing. Only when I did that, it somehow made it worse. It became more of a situation. Now I'm like, I need another adult. So I had to keep him outside and I was like, baby, I am so sorry. I need you to help me wash the dog's butthole. It's a situation, and he's just like, oh my God. The amount of times this man is like, he managed to be single at 43 years old. When I met him, he was 43 years old. He had never been married. He had never had kids. And how, somehow finds himself in this chaotic world, taking care of this dog who does not love him back and these four kids and cooking dinner and doing the whole thing. And now he's got to wash a dog's butthole. Where's Bobby keep the extra diapers? And it's like, he's like, okay, what is the plan? I'm like, the plan is we gotta, we gotta put him in the sink cause it's gonna take more, it's, we need a bigger boat. It's gonna take more than a, than a paper towel. I put on rubber gloves cause I'm about to do the Lord's work up in here. I put on rubber gloves. I run a, like a lukewarm bath in the sink, put on rubber gloves and he's the one in charge of keeping him calm, giving him treats, keeping him calm while I'm, you know, going to town on the undercarriage and wondering what has become of my life. It is one thing when you gotta wipe your kids' butts, but I gotta take care of the schnauzer. I gotta, no, no. Why don't things ever happen when the person who should be taking care of it is there? For instance, why weren't my teenage son's home? My teenage son who asked me for this dog for four years, Where's he when the dog's butthole needs to be cleaned? Like, this can't happen when Sawyer's home from school? That he can learn a real life lesson about what it means to care for another being? My sons have never one time, not once, have they talked to their father about sex. Do you know how many conversations I've had with these teenage boys about sex? 10,000. 10,000 conversations at first, at the beginning, it used to make me like super embarrassed or like giggle or whatever. Now I'm just like, you know, cause they hear things and I don't want them to get misinformation. So they'll be like, what's, what's this position mean? I'm like, oh my word. Okay, here's what it means. And then they're mortified. They die 10,000 deaths. And then, you know, two months later, they come back with another question. What, where, I know, talk to your dad about that, bro. And they're like, it's embarrassing. I'm like, what? Doing the Lord's work over here. Washing buttholes, sex education. Do you ever think about, now that you're like an adult, you're a grown up, I assume you're a grown up, or maybe you are a teenager watching this. 
Has anyone ever one time in school gotten sex ed and it been helpful? As far as I know, every sex education class is just like you giggling with your friends at like the word ovaries or whatever, or like testes. Oh my Lord. The laughter we had about the word testes. Calm down, baby Rachel. You are not that cool. It is, it is a bummer that there is actual classes that are supposed to teach us about our bodies or how things work. And I am a 39 year old woman still reading books about like what my hormones do. Why didn't anyone teach me that in school, Jack? This is a thing that I just learned. I am 39. I just read this in a book literally three weeks ago. The clitoris. Yes, I'm gonna go there. Do you know that the clitoris is a muscle that goes, it's huge. Everyone thinks it's this little tiny thing. It's a muscle that goes throughout your whole vulva. Do you know when they figured that out? 1997, which would explain a lot, all right? There's a lot of re... In 1997, a doctor discovered that a woman's clit is not a tiny little... It's a huge muscle that goes throughout her vulva. Nobody knew that information. And I'm not saying that you're going to go to eighth grade and your, your eighth grade PE teacher. Why do they always get the PE teacher who really only wanted to coach volleyball? That's the one who's teaching us about sex ed. I'm not saying that he's going to be the one that explains this to us. But if there's something like that in our... How about this, Jack? Is anyone ever confused about the balls? The penis? Anyone confused about... No. Because we know all the things about men. Not nearly enough about women. I don't know how I got on this tangent, but I'm just saying we are misinformed. Specifically, I freaking love teachers. I am so grateful for teachers. Y'all are doing, you are actually doing the Lord's work. But the fact that I am going to be 40 next year and I am educating myself right now about things that I should have known about my body when I was 12 or 13 makes me really sad. And the good news is I am learning this stuff because I want my daughter, I want her as the next generation to never be confused. So I just did a podcast episode with Kristen, who's a friend of the show. She's been on before. And we had a second conversation about hormones, how to sync and control your cycle, how to eat and align your nutrition with what's going on in your body. It's just all this continuing education about getting to know ourselves better and you can watch because we actually have a video of our original conversation or listen in to the latest podcast episode to maybe start an education that you didn't get when you were younger but that you definitely need now. The answer I think to all of this is for us to have knowledge and it's a bummer that we didn't get the knowledge when we were little but there's a whole new generation that's coming up and I don't want our daughters or even if you're a teenager and you're watching this I don't want these generations to think that there's something wrong with them or to be misinformed about what their body does or to think that having a period is ugly or dirty or wrong or shameful or gross. It's a natural process inside of you. And uh, you guys should definitely listen into that episode to learn more. 
So here on the show, we love to highlight our STJ Dreamcatchers. Those are members of our Start Today community who have been working towards a goal. So if you're not familiar with the Start Today Journal, uh, it's a product that I invented a few years ago. You do not have to buy it. You can totally do this in any notebook you have laying around. But essentially, the idea is that every day you start with gratitude. You write down five things you're grateful for and then 10 dreams that you're going to make come true. So it's a daily practice of focusing. It's like a vision board in journal form. Well, there are hundreds of thousands of people all over the world who have a Start Today journal, and they do this practice. And when you achieve one of the dreams on your top 10 list, we call that a dream catcher, the STJ dream catchers. And we're really lucky in that members of our community send us videos and tell us the thing that they have achieved. And this is this week conversation. So check out this amazing story and congratulations to this week's Dreamcatcher. One goal, one goal I've been able, I've been to, able to achieve this year by writing it out every single day was I have, have doubled, doubled the amount of money I have in my savings account. account. Writing that out every single day, I was able to achieve it, which I feel fortunate, especially in this time right, right now, but I even surpassed it by tripling it. All right, I love, love, love hearing about you achieving your goals. And I love the reminder that real people can do really cool things. So please, 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 if you are a dream catcher and you have a story to share, take a video, put it on social, tag start today, use this hashtag or send it to this email address. And when we select you to be featured here on the show, we're gonna send you a fabulous prize pack filled with some of the stuff from our office. We've got some of our Start Today notebooks, which are so cute. We've got hats, like our Start Today hats. We've got our vintage Not Sorry hats. We've got water bottles, we've got necklaces. You don't ever know what's gonna come in your prize pack, but it's just a way for us to celebrate the work that you're doing. So make sure you send in your videos so we can feature you here on the show and love and celebrate you for the good work that you're doing. And as always, you do not have to buy a Start Today journal to do the work of Start Today. You can go listen to episode 72 of my podcast where I talk you through the entire process so that you can do it at home with any notebook that you have lying around. Okay, guys, thanks for hanging out. That is our episode today. I hope that you got a chuckle. I hope it entertained you. If you liked this, wherever you are listening or watching, please subscribe. And also, if you thought it was funny, if you thought it was cool, share it with a friend. We so appreciate when you show the love and tell your community about the work Jack and I do on the show. We will be back next week with another episode. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. Hey y'all, it's Rachel, and I'm here with a quick word on emotional mastery. So I have this collection of journals that goes back a decade. I always keep my personal writings and my ideas and my work and my results lists and my to-do lists and reviews on the books I'm reading. Like everything is in these journals. So I love it because all my thoughts are in one place. And every once in a while, I go back and I'll just wonder, like, what was I thinking around this time last year or this time three years ago? I think it's a really great habit to see how far you've come. And I happen to be looking at a journal that was from a year ago this month, and I was writing notes about 
business mastery, what it meant to master business and to be a good leader. And I was looking at all these notes, which are great. And as an entrepreneur for, you know, gosh, like 20 years or something now, I love growing in that area. But what I think is interesting is that one of the most significant changes that has happened in my life over the last decade was not mastering business, was not mastering my ability to be a good leader, was actually something I wouldn't expect needing, let alone being so influential. Emotional mastery. If you've been listening to podcasts for a while, you've made me heard me talk quite a lot about realizing that I had a hormone imbalance. So for, gosh, the last two years, I guess, I was struggling with side effects of what I now realize was estrogen dominance. I'm not going to go into a big, long conversation about that here, but I think what's important to understand is that I had all of these symptoms that I had normalized for myself. So a really hard time controlling my emotions, getting very angry, getting very low and sort of going on crying jags, um, having fatigue, having brain fog, all of this stuff that sort of crept up on me. So it's that old analogy of like, if you throw a frog into boiling water, it will immediately jump out. But if you put a frog in lukewarm water and slowly raise the temperature, it'll die because it won't realize that it's getting hotter and hotter. And that was the case with me and this thing I was struggling with. And I knew that I was under extreme pressure, right? I knew that I was under stress. We're all under stress with COVID and I had gone through a divorce and I had experienced this explosion in my career, but I really hadn't looked at my life and understood how different my emotions were at a year ago versus what they should have been. Like I was really living in a state of, I would now say suffering, but I don't, I wasn't conscious of that at the time. I had just accepted that as like, well, this is who I am. And I wanted to talk about it today. I promise it's not a long conversation, but I wanted to talk about this because my instinct is that a lot of other people, a lot of other women might find themselves living in states of suffering with their emotions and they think it's normal. They think that it's just how they're wired or they think that it's a part of going through menopause or, you know, turning 30 or you know, what life's going to be like after pregnancy. And we're all so busy and we have so much responsibility and it's really easy to just kind of go along with it and, you know, move along to get along instead of taking a step back and asking what's going on. Me really doing the work to understand what was going on in my body and therefore my emotions and my brain and the way that I was functioning was not a fast process. Because when you're unsure what's happening, you know, you do blood work, you see a therapist, I had a brain scan, I had all of these things, and it was a very long road to understand what was really happening. But in understanding what was really happening, I could get help. The help that I got came in the form of specific nutritional changes that I made, as well as taking some herbal supplements. And almost within a couple of weeks, I started to feel my old self coming back. I had energy again. My focus was back. I felt joyful and excited and 
luckily, that joy wasn't something that came and burst. It was sustained. And I remember when I was sort of on the other side and really starting to feel so much better. And I remember my boyfriend being like, oh my gosh, you have so much energy today. Like you are in, you're so happy. You're in such a good mood. And I was like, oh no, this is me. And part of it made me sad because I thought, oh my gosh, you've only experienced this version of me occasionally. But my true self, like this, my true self is happy. She's positive. She's joyful. And so I can't even believe that I lived for several years in a state of struggle, in a state of anxiousness and sadness and all of these things, and then I didn't get help sooner. And I can't tell you, I don't know the root cause for why you might be experiencing something similar. Like for me, it was hormones. For you, maybe it's stress. Maybe your adrenals are fried. Maybe you have a big decision that you need to make, or maybe your job is toxic, or maybe your family is toxic. I don't know the why, but I just wanted to make this quick little burst of thought for you today so you could chew on it. You're not supposed to have brain fog. You're not supposed to have insomnia. You're not supposed to have really bad periods. You're not supposed to struggle the way that you are. And I don't say that to make you feel shame. I don't think that you are choosing this, but I do think that if you understood that there are things that you could do to feel better, there are therapists you could talk to, there are doctors you can talk to, there are nutritionists, there are things that you can do that would make you have more joy, that would make you feel more energy, that would help you to sleep better, that would help your relationships. If you understood that that was available to you, then maybe it would change the way that you approach your life. And maybe it would change the way that you accept living a less fulfilling life than you should. So just something to think about. Mastering your emotions is not easy and it's not quick. It's a habit. It's a practice like anything else. But there are things that you can do that really really help. And I hope that if you're struggling with this in the way that I did, you'll start to do some research, start to understand your body better, maybe talk to your doctor about steps that you can take, natural steps that you can take to start feeling better. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this quick word. I hope that if it helped you, you'll send it along to someone else that it might help and that you have a fantastic day. Remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.